Amen. We're going to continue in our spirit break out. Spirit break out. Not trying to get in, but trying to get out. Man, y'all saved. You know the Lord. You're moving. But man, are you flowing in purpose and calling? Oh, man. How many of y'all are arguing with your spirit? We want our spirit to break out, and we are going through many of different reasons. We are encouraging you many different ways to get you to that point that there is no interference with your spirit, man. Amen. We woke up. We began talking about um, interference, that internal interference, and y'all, we are stuck on the world, y'all. Dealing with the world that's in us, just in all of us. Can't run from it. We got to learn how to deal with it, overcome it. We have to learn how to be what God called us to be, no matter how it's required to live in this world. So we're going to continue with that thought. I want to open up with the thought. Separation to God is separation from the world. Going to God means you leave where you came from. We can't do both. We find ourselves as Christians living both in the world and living in the kingdom of God, wondering why we don't see the effects of God in our lives. Many of us think that the Word of God is not real. The prayer is no point. Seeking out God doesn't result in what you expect because there's conflict where your footing is, where you're stationed, where you're going. And man, I got a dubious task of getting the world out of all of us. So we can stop worrying, so we can stop pacing back and forth in our living rooms, so you can go to bed at night. It's what God means being called out of darkness. Into. It's hard to get in that light when you won't turn it on. God is present in your lives. He's walking with you, speaking to you and through you. But man, we just got to deal with that interference. What this message is about. Separation to God is separation from the world. I want to read out of um, 2 Timothy. And we're going to flip around real quick. Um, try to take your notes. If not, y'all go home and watch it later. That's the beautiful thing about mic recording. Just listen. That's okay to listen. Go back and review. The Bible says, and I'm going to pick up, Mike, I only gave you verse 3. I'm going to pick up at verse 1 and 2 for those that are online. It says, chapter 2, verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3, here we go. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Mm, read that again. God's talking to somebody. You, therefore, must endure hardship. My God. As a good soldier, about faith, you must endure whatever the world throws at you, to you, not as a weeping child, but as an enlisted soldier in the army. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Watch this. And I promise him that I... <laughs> See, now the songs we used to sing, we got to live. I promise him that I, I'm going to serve him till I die. Oh, with tears, I'm going to serve him. Happy, I'm going to serve him. Sad, 
soldier. You are a soldier. God, I want to remind you, you are enlisted in battle, in war. God's enemy is your enemy, my God. And the verse says, you got to endure. What? The hardship. Verse 4, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, my God, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Glory to God. The hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crop. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Y'all, today we use for a subject, detachment. Detachment. It's some things we all need to detach from. It's some things that's keeping us boggled up, trapped, right? There's some things, y'all, we got to let go of. The Bible says a soldier does not entangle himself in the cares of his life. And I would imagine that many of us are just wrapped up because we're worried about something that's going on in our lives. And I wonder how is it keeping you from praying, keeping you from walking in faith, keeping you from being bold, because what God said you can't see in your life. But my God, he says, be disconnected. That's what this is about. I, I, I want to point out a verse, he says, therefore, excuse me, where to go? I didn't flip the page. Hallelujah. He says in a verse here, and I want to point this out to you as soon as I find it. <laughs> Consider what I say, and the Lord gives you understanding, y'all. This is not the time, watch this, for understanding. This is time for you to receive the Word of God, and in your private time, you need to be praying to God for revelation. God, how does what pastor preach pertain to my life? I don't want to miss it, God. So in order for us to get that revelation, you got to have what God did for John. He took him to a, a high mountain. Go into the book of Revelations when God wanted to show John what was coming. In, in chapter 17, he took him and showed him one world. And in verse 20, he showed him another world. In the first world, he showed him Babylon. He showed him the results that will come to those who live in the world. Babylon, the great. The harlot, the wicked one, has fallen. Then God took John to a high mountain and showed him the lamb, showed him the bride, showed him the union that will come amongst the people. It was only until John got the revelation of seeing things from God's view that he was able to take what he heard and it became knowledge to him. Many of us sitting in church getting a good word. But it don't mean nothing to you because God hasn't revealed the things that have you entangled. Sitting here is half the battle. You need to get your prayer life together, your study game up, and you need to sit at the presence of God and ask him to reveal what's, what's blind in your life. Ask God to go take you out of your Babylon experience, take you up high on your mountain of your heart, and say, God, show me where I'm trapped. Show me what I'm missing. And God wants to show us, Brother Bates, that, that he has blessed us, but we are entangled in this life. God has been moving, but we're trapped up in this life. Chapter 6 of verse Timothy gives light to that. Watch what it says. 
Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. This is, I want to hear some ouches today. <laughs> Here, we're going to deal with being content. Many of us are not content. Many of us haven't thanked God in a long time because you want more. You want something to change. You want something to be different. And until things are different, it's difficult for me to praise you. Already caught y'all. And you want God to move. But the reason why we can't praise him where we at, because we're not content. It ain't good enough to have a wife. It ain't good enough to have a husband, a house. It's not good enough to have a job, even though it don't pay you what you deserve. It ain't good enough for you, soldier. And God isn't pleased with our white praise because we think we got a, a whack life. Am I right? Where the mountains? No amens today. Just give me my ouches. Because as I studied this, I, I began to see God, my, my plan ain't working out like I thought. So why is my praise hindered? Because you redirected me. If you sign up for the U.S. military, you lose your life. You sign up for the U.S. military, if you enlist for four years, you have no life. You go where they tell you to go. Do what they tell you to do. Eat when they tell you. Sleep where they tell you. You can go home and see your kids when they tell you. Why? I've submitted, surrendered to the general. I've surrendered to battle. And my life is no longer my own. I have no life. Because I'm trying to build my life. And I'm using God as an, as an excuse. I'm using God as a genie to build my life. I only want God because he can do something for me. And as soon as he stopped doing, I stopped praising. Are you a good soldier? Or are you so attached to this world, you can't see the many blessings God has given A good soldier is detached from society. And has given him all to his commands. He doesn't fight with it. He goes with it. He doesn't, he doesn't oppose battle. Have y'all forgotten, y'all? We have been born into a war. A war with two kingdoms that collide here on earth. Have y'all forgotten? Even though the world is beautiful, it's ugly behind scenes. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but some wickedness. Some y'all, we say that verse so much, but as soon as something get going, we blame God. God, where you at? No, where you at? <laughs> I'm trying to be goofy. I'm trying to be real. This is your posture. Having done all you can to what stand, get that dress. I know it's true. That's why bad news rockers. That's why you have a good day leaving the house whistling. And as soon as something happened, that don't that you didn't had a bad day because some devil then threw a spear at you. I can see it on the prayer line. Monday we on fire. Oh, prayer line on Monday. 
Wednesday. Good morning. Friday. Why have you noticed that 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 as we're here now getting that fire, that fuel you need, what happens during the week that causes you to lose the strength you've gathered here today? What you attach to? What, what's your power source? What, 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 what has to happen in your life to make you happy? What, what do you need daily to say you had a good day? If it's outside of God, you need to detach yourself from it. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm preparing y'all for the next disaster. Don't know when it is. Don't know when it's going to happen. But I learned through COVID, the church is weak. I ain't talking about for nobody at home. I ain't talking about that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm talking about we, 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 God has exposed our system. And that the church has become more worldly than the world. So let's deal with that real quick. Let's deal with that. Uh, Pastor, in order for me not to be worldly, I need to stop having worldly things. No. That's not Bible. In Matthew chapter 11, you don't have this, Mike. Matthew chapter 11, watch what happened to John the Baptist in comparison to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he was a demon. Paul, John the Baptist went into the wilderness and lived. He didn't associate with nothing worldly. He ate locusts, honey, trash. Not trash, but I'm just saying a meal was trash. John the Baptist, y'all, didn't comb his hair. He didn't look good. Y'all, he was a rugged man, a man of the field. And they said he was of a demon. Then here comes the Son of God. Jesus Christ showed up at the party. Not only showed up, but he was eating and he was drinking. And the Bible says in verse 19 that they called Jesus a man of gluttony. Y'all not understanding. It don't matter what you do, the world coming for you. You can be in one extreme and then go to the other extreme. The world will always be against you. Yo, Jesus walked in the party. Yes, you are. Jesus was the life of the party. And they talked about him. John didn't go to the party. And they talked about him. Do you remember when the church shut down this past March? And it was a man out of Florida, a pastor. He said, I ain't shutting down my church. What did the media do to him? It's for the money, right? Uh, a week later, a woman out of Texas reopened her business, and she got arrested. What did the media do for her? Celebrated her. She's a hero. She got mouths to feed. She need her money. But notice the contradictions with the church, y'all. Leaving the world is don't mean you ain't worldly because you don't have no car or no big old house. Those things are not inherently sinful. It's when you can't live without them. Make money. Don't let it make you. Get a title. Don't let the title make you. Go to work. Build your career. But understand if the career is gone, move on. And that's the problem. We don't do good with change because we attach. And the Christian has a responsibility not to be attached to anything. 
The only thing that's permanent, y'all, is God's Word. And God's Word said what's not permanent is out of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and 1. To everything, there's a time. Y'all not hearing me. To everything under the sun is a time and purpose. Y'all remember the list? For everything, there's a time for it. Nothing, y'all, it's forever. How many of y'all lose your mind when God shifts you in a new season and into something new? We can't go on. Can't gather our thoughts, can't grab our mind because we don't know where God is taking us, soldier. So watch what he says, going back to Colossians. Oh, no, I was in, um, excuse me, First Timothy. Now, godliness is a contentment with great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can, we can carry nothing out. That's a popular verse. I brought nothing into this world, and I never worried about what I was going to eat. For, for, for as a child, I never thought about what I was going to eat, but was, did God not provide provisions? I wish I could walk with y'all for just a week as y'all look at me with these straight faces so I can just point out an attachment in your life. Come on, bring it in your mind. Ask God for that revelation. God, God, where? where? He probably already did. That's why y'all looking at me with a straight face. <laughs> God is talking, ain't he? It's time to detach. If you can't be happy because the sun is up. No, you can't get your joy just because you, you didn't woke up. You ain't a good soldier. Ouch. Watch what the word says. And having food, oh, this gonna hurt, y'all. Mike, this gonna hurt. And having food and clothing, these we shall be content. That hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna let that, I'm gonna let that sit. The Bible says, um, be content with just something to put on and something to eat. Are we good soldiers? That, that all I needed was just something to eat today and something to put on and I'm good. God, I don't need nothing else from you. Hmm. No, I got I to gotta get in this school. No, I got to get in this job. No, I got to have this. I got it. Move on. No, you don't got it. <laughs> you don't. We are supposed to be content with the minimum. Here's the word. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmless lusts with drown men in destruction. Quick, can you help me out real quick? Y'all, got, I got a prop today. Shout out to Brother Derek Brinkley. Brother Bates, I got a prop. I want to show you, as you stand there, waiting on your assignment, wait, waiting on purpose, what the enemy does. Come stand in front of me. Stand as a good soldier, please. Put it on straight face. As a good soldier. You, 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 you focused on your assignment. You, you done left church with a, with, with a good word. Right? Surrender to God. And I don't care what's on the end of this poll. It's something. 
I just got a dollar. What's on the end of this pole for you? And as you stand there, ready to move where God calls you to move, here come the enemy. So he followed the dollar. He ain't going to let you get what's going to fulfill you. He's trying to draw you off into something else. He's trying to take you away. He's trying to take you away. Watch this. Of your position. Here's what God provides. Here's where God keeps you. Oh, hold it, hold it. Your obedience. Here's where God has you. It's where you fall, fall, with your nerves and your people, to put your blood on business people. And put this stuff on, it's on your own. So, yeah, you got to worry. Yeah, you got to struggle. Yeah, you got to figure it all out. Yeah, 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 you've been enticed away. May not be money. Maybe your your narcissism. It may, you may just be so concerned with yourself. What is pulling you? Is it thickness? What's pulling you away? Love you, Queen. No, I need that pole. Leave that there. Just put it down. But those who desire to be rich, here's where it's called. Here's where we come out of the world. And this is, this, I hope this is evident of how difficult it is. This is not a worldly philosophy. Our whole world is about getting money. Y'all know it. Our whole world is about getting something of a title, of a status, or them ducats. That's what our whole world is about. Here the Bible comes and, and, and destroys that. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation. Being rich ain't the problem. It's your pursuit of it. That puts you in a whole other environment for the Satan to work on you. My pursuit of it. Watch this. Having, excuse me. But those who desire to be rich fall in temptation and the snare and in the many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith. It's these unhealthy desires that stray us from the faith. Moving on. I'll give you Bible. Matthew 13, Jesus Christ is dealing with us, dealing with his disciples. That internal conflict, y'all, y'all getting that word? What is it doing? Is it, does it ever penetrate and get down to the bellies of your soul? Is it, is it contemplation on this on Wednesday? Are we walking in it on Thursday? Or, or, or am I wasting my time? Now, I want to be honest with y'all. I, I, I want to preach this way to draw real Christians. To people that know our Christianity is not what the Bible says it is. Why are we so weak in the church? Why does the church move along with the world so easily? We off somewhere. We're not living in the spirit. We've become worldly. We want what the world has. Our prayers are so worldly. And I'd rather be around 10 people who reel about God than to preach a false gospel and grow a church with people who can't make a mountain move. So it's hard, but it's real, y'all. We attached in this world, and God wants us to come out. Chapter 3. 
excuse me, chapter 13. It says, but he who receives the seed, excuse me, now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. I love when the Bible says the deceitfulness of riches. It's so deceitful. Many people go after it. Why? For that covering, that protection, that health, that wellness, that quality of life. That's so deceitful to think a dollar could do that for you. <laughs> for y'all that's poor, you better wake up with joy tomorrow. For y'all that's sick, wake up with joy tomorrow. I'm not sick and I'm aware that's probably easier said than done. How many of y'all in a season of your life you don't understand? Wake up with joy tomorrow. <laughs> I got the word, God. I got the word, but there's something going on internally with me that keeps choking it out. Oh, I believe it. I get, oh, I get joy when I think about it. I get excited because it's real. It's in tune with the spirit that's in me. But, Lord, what is going on within me that I can't keep it when I need it? That when it's actually time for me to have the faith I didn't heard about. Understand that faith is not going to give you hearing. It comes by hearing. And believing the word of God. Soldiers, we live off what he said, not what we see. God, deal with us. God, deal with us right now. I think God is tired of the back and forth of wishy watchiness. <laughs> I think God is looking for consistent Christians that no matter what's going on, we can still be good soldiers. Now he who receives the word on thorns is he who hears the word. Then the cares of this world, that includes all of us, the cares of the world, and the, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. So then the Bible warns us out of Luke uh, chapter 21, it says, But take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down. Take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with what? Carousing. And this is what many people turn to when life don't work out what they thought. They just spend their lives at parties looking for a good time, that carousing. They be careful that your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. I love how he put the cares of his life on the same level as being drunk. So if you are a Christian, a good practicing Christian, the devil may not use drugs or alcohol or fornication to entice you. He's going to use your desires to do something in this world to entice you. The devil going to get you. And that's why we got to fight the good fight of faith, y'all. If you've been raised with Christ, speak those things which are So, Jack, when I look back at my week, I got to look at how, how much time did I give seeking the kingdom rather than seeking the world? Ooh, how many of y'all work 40 hours a week? <clears throat> so, you already got the math against you. <laughs> what do y'all do when y'all get off? Get some sleep? Eat? 
settle down, beer 30. <laughs> what y'all doing when y'all get up? Where, where's the pursuit of the kingdom? God, is my pursuit limited by just sitting down and studying? I pursue the kingdom of God when I take whatever he's given me, whatever I have to do, and I dedicate it to him. I ain't telling you to quit your job. I'm telling you to work for the Lord. Y'all not hearing me. Pastor, my job ain't got nothing to do with the Lord. Me putting this on this on this factory line, me, me working at Meyer ain't got nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. It has everything to do with the Lord. Go out into all the world. What? Baptizing them. God to fix you out, not to do like them, but to call them out. You just as sad. You just as down. You need a word. You need encouragement. Come on, y'all. God sent you in there to be a light. When did it go dark? I'm attached to something. I wrote down a few things that we can find ourselves attached to in this world. The human mind, philosophies, political ideologies, world religion, and even some churches. Wherever the, the natural man dominates, God is not present. I don't care if they got God on the flyer. If it's natural man dominating, God is not present. If there's no respect for the spirit, God is not present. The Bible instructs us to set your mind on things above. For you died. I pray we get this. I pray we get this. For we died, y'all. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let me tell you something that's real. You don't have a life. I don't have no life no more. You don't have a life no more. That ain't what you want to hear, though. That's not what I want to hear. That's not what I want to teach. None of us have the authority over our lives. So what you mad about a God is in control? What you worried about if God is in control? It ain't your responsibility no more. I wish my kid would be worried about what he's going to eat at the church. I wish he would. God, have I ever not fed? Don't you just kill you when your kids act like they just going to starve? As soon as you get in the house, Maddie, Daddy, what we eating? You just got in here, but don't every, why are you in the corner about to cry? Did I beat you yesterday? Then they come in there impatient, right, while I'm whipping it up. They come in there impatient. Uh, can I have a snack? Can I have a pink cookie or a chocolate mountain? That's the Star Crunchers, man. They call them chocolate mountains. Can I have some gummies? No, that's called, that's called what? Spoil what I have for you. Are we not children of God? Lord, Lord, what you cooking? See, you're asking the wrong questions. It ain't when it's going to be done. It's, Lord, what you cooking? Do I need a fork? <laughs> Listen here. I know God is cooking some really hearing me yet. It ain't clicked yet. I know God is a master chef who likes to use the oven. 
He liked to take his time, y'all. He liked to let stuff marinate overnight. God will put something in your life and let it sit on you. Let it get down with you and begin to have The soul has lost his what? Come on, y'all. What do your kids do when they're rushing you? What, what, what's your response? What's your response? You know, get somewhere. First, you ignore them, right? I'm hungry. You all right? But, 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 Mom, I'm hungry. You all right? I know what's in your belly. I know how long it'll take for you to starve. Go somewhere and sit down. I'm prepared. What do we do as kids? Just what Maddie do. She thinks the world is over because she don't understand why she can't have no snack. She don't get it. I'm being mean, right? But 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 I know what it's gonna do to your taste buds. It's gonna give you a false feeling of being fool. You ain't fool. You're gonna think you fool. But what I'm gonna give you is gonna sustain you, and it's gonna hold. It's gonna hold you. It's gonna stick in them grooves and make you feel somewhere. Too many carbs. God is a God of carbs. God will give you stuff where you don't need nothing off nobody else's plate. God will give you your place so full, you, you don't go to the trash can, you go to other folk. But the problem is for improvement. The problem is for life. The problem is you go back telling the things how you like it. I'm done doing that because God has shown me in my past that good things come to those who wait. That if I could just wait on him for a minute, he's going to bring me what I didn't know I wanted. Woo! Just try it. <laughs> just try it. What is this, Lord? Cauliflower? <laughs> just try it. So I wonder how many of y'all acting like kids right now. God ain't moving fast enough. God ain't doing what, what you thought. Man, how does the song hang up there? When you answer that, then you can tell me what God doing for you. How does them stars stick where they're supposed to? Oh, man, when you can answer that, then maybe you can tell me what God doing in your life. Man, I'll taste the see that the Lord is doing. He says, when Christ, who is your life, appears when you also will appear with him. Therefore, put to death. Here's where we disconnect. Put to death your members which are on earth. Put to death fornication. Stop fornicating. Come up out of it. I don't care if you did it. Good. Got it? Get up out of it. Stop fornicating, church. The church can't fornicate no more. And we wonder why we ain't got no power. We getting it in. I ain't got no backup. <laughs> y'all, we <laughs> so y'all start putting on car back. Right? <laughs> make her your wife, make her your husband. Stay faithful to our women. Stay faithful to our husband. We gotta do what the Bible says. Do if you fall in short, repent. Get up, get yourself up, and move on. Stop fornicating. That's the truth. Get out of uncleanliness. Get out of passion. I can't believe the Bible said passion. 
It's that private passion, that private ambition that don't got nothing to do with the word of God that's taking you away from him. Come up out of all that passion. That's having zeal, but not according to knowledge. Come up out of that. The Bible says, my goodness, come out of evil desire, covetedness. Stop desiring what somebody else got. Stop wanting it. That's the reason why some of us can't be content, because you watch too many commercials. Somebody that walked in with them new 12s. This is for my young folk. Somebody that walked in with them new 12s, and you want them. <laughs> what older people like? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't going to go better. <laughs> Where you get them suspenders? Man, I'm fresh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out, Brother Banks. The Bible says when you covet, that's idolatry. Woo! You make another's possession your God. You begin to idol how they look. But you don't know you ain't going to look the same in that. You want what somebody else got. You want their status. Man, did you know the journey they had to go on? Do you not know they didn't have parents? Do you not know as a child they had to figure out how to feed themselves? Do you not know they was molested? Man, you start honoring people's gifts. Man, you dope. I need you. I ain't got that. You can celebrate other people's successes now instead of being mad on why God ain't doing it for you. You stop being a little hater. She thinks she's cute. Because her hair longer than yours. Stop. Why are they wearing that? Because they can afford it. Move it on, move it on. Y'all come out of that. Come out of that. Because of these things. Listen to me and I'm almost done. Because of these things. Because of fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetedness, idolatry, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. This is what Jesus came to save us from. This is what made God get on the edge of his seat and he's on his way. He's frustrated. He's angry. Come, we have to come out, detach ourselves from these things. But you yourself, you yourself. Put off all these things. Put off anger. I'm going to die with a temper. Y'all not hearing me. I'm going to die with a temper. My daddy's always telling me, boy, your temper is going to be the worst of you. It's going to be the death of you. He was right. I'm, 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 I know what's in me. So I know, I know my, my, my trigger. Y'all not hearing me. That's why God broke you. That's why he left you there and let it sit. He wanted you to know, what's that line that you can't come back from? So he had some folks frustrate you. He had some folks tick you off. It wasn't to get you to fail, but to get you to see. You ain't as strong as you thought. There are some things that can set you off. My wife is the most patient woman I've ever met, but don't mess with justice. You want to make a mama killer? Mess with her kids. Well, the point I'm making is there's there's something in you that will always be there, and because of the grace of God, we know how to live on it, not to live through it. 
Who's a recovering alcoholic? Don't say nothing. Who used to be? Don't tell me you can just go in a liquor store and smell liquor and be okay. You got to stay from it. Come on, Claire. You got to know who you are. And when the Bible find, reveals it to you, when he takes you up to that high place and you can see you, you got to put it off. It's the thing I'm going to work on my whole life, my, my temper. Many of y'all ain't never seen it. It's there. It's there. I know my triggers. I know me. It's there. And the Bible tells me to put it on. Put away wrath. I'll be laying wrath on phone. Some of y'all know to use your words. You are artist. You, you, you create a canvas painting, a beautiful masterpiece when you cut folk with your words. How many of y'all know to use your words? Come on, ladies, since you can't beat your man up, don't you slay him with your words? Put it all, put off malice, blasphemy, filthy, filthy language out of our mouths. Stop cussing. I think I cussed this morning. Stop. Look, for y'all who think you can't control your mouth, watch this. There's, there's certain people you don't cuss around. Let, let, let the good Lord help you today. There's certain, I, I ain't cuss around grandma. I ain't cuss around mom, my dad. So why would I so free to cuss around my brother? So I'm going to be real today so y'all can get what you need. No paint myself something I'm not. I found out I can't control my mouth when I realized I wasn't doing it around everyone. You got more control over you than you think. So the Bible tells us, put it away. Verse 9, don't lie to one another. How real do we get with that? Hey, Pastor, you want to come over for dinner? No. Can I just say no, or do I, I got another meeting? <laughs> Listen, the Bible says, be honest. Hey, how you doing? You got time to talk? Yeah, let's talk. I'm not doing well. I know I got on my makeup. I know I'm swagged out today, but, but I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm broke. I want to give up. I don't know if I can make it. I'm lost. I felt like. God was going to do something he didn't do. I, I, I'm really ready to quit the church. Not all these lies. Hey, I'm doing okay, and then we don't see you for three months. Let's be honest with each other. Hey, how to marriage? We're trying to figure it out. Can you, matter of fact, can y'all come over and talk to us? Y'all been married 20 years. Y'all had to go through some stuff. And instead of trying to present your marriage on Facebook as if something is not, why don't you keep it real with folks? So you can get help. Imagine if a couple that's been in church that's been married 50 years get up and say, the woman get up and say, hey, y'all, we need y'all prayer. Me and my husband ain't doing too good. We've been married a long time, but we ain't doing good right now. You know why we can't do that? Because many people can't wait for that great couple to fall. Many people don't want to hear about good news. And many people don't want you to make it through your problems. They, they want you to have just as much misery as they do. So what happens in the church, we can't be real with each other. 
Everybody spake. Everybody put on their Sunday best, and nobody gets help. We fake. We fronting. If I rather, y'all, I'd rather have a room full of people that know the real me and decide to love me anyway than a whole bunch of people who fake and put me on a pedestal I never put myself on. No, I want real people in my life, so I'll be real with you about where I am, and you can make a decision if you're going or you're coming. You know what I mean? This is what you get. So what happens? We put this fake life up, get exposed, and be left by ourselves. They love to fake you. So maybe we can get to the truth when we start fronting with each other. I'm almost done. Since you have put on the old man, since you put off the old man and his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in what? The knowledge, according to the image of who created him. Whether there is Greek, nor Jew, circumcised or circumcised, barbarian, slave or free, but Christ is in all and of all. Some of y'all going to leave with an attitude. Not because of the word. You just going to forget the word. Cam, how long are you going to be happy? Is it 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock today? I need y'all to know, I preach this way because there's something that's going to try to walk your world. There's something that's going to entice you away. There's something that's going to say, hey, hey, over here, over here, come with me, come with me. There's something. In fact, it's already waiting on you. It's probably at your house, y'all. We got to kill those things that pull us away from them. I ain't got no life. I'm a soldier. I'm detached. I'm detached. What does it mean? My hands is open. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. And I try my best to correlate that, not only with financial gains, status, but with friendship. You don't need to be begging nobody to stay in your life. You don't need to beg anybody to do nothing. Be content. We okay, brothers. We okay. We okay. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to pray, but I really, I feel that burden that I get, y'all. I get that burden. Where the Spirit say a little more, little, drive it in a little more. Drive it in a little, little more. Please be patient with me. I, I want to read one more verse here. And we and we get out of here. The Bible says in verse ten out of Second Timothy. I'm going to read this and we get out of here. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. We saw Paul be beaten. We saw Paul shipwrecked. We saw a lot of things from Paul snake bitten. I mean, Paul went through a lot. And the man was faithful. What made Paul survive? He said, I survived these things for the elect. 
that, 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 that God has called me, my testimony for others. Like, I get through my situation today because Paul didn't give up on his. What, what, what can I do or say to you to get you to see you have your church outside of here? What can I get you to say that you are a shepherd of people? What, what, what are you going to go through now and overcome that's going to be a blessing to people down the road? And maybe you're stuck where you're stuck at. It's because you haven't learned what you needed to learn so that you can go out and fulfill purpose. This ain't about you. The struggles ain't about you. What you don't have ain't about you. Maybe God's trying to get you to trust him. Your insecurities, God didn't give them to you. Maybe your mom did. Maybe your dad did. Maybe somebody else gave you the insecurities you got. The need for affirmation. The need for somebody to tell you, good job. Some of that stuff came from the world, y'all. And it's all tied in our lives. Lay it down, die. Be a good soldier this week. Don't worry about three weeks. In fact, y'all, worry about the moment. Be a good soldier. Be a good soldier. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, we need you. Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. God, we know this isn't doom and gloom. God, this is victory. This is life. To give up our lives, God, not to fret, not to worry. Get out of the panic. We don't need to figure it out. We don't need to know tomorrow. We don't need to have it. You got it. In your own timing, in your own way, God, your word says it. Yes, God, we Reminded how much we fall short of that. I hope this word doesn't pull people down, God, but just make them to view the world as you view it. An enemy to you is an opposition, God. We can't serve you and money. We can't go after you and success, God. The pride of life to take it from us. Take these unhealthy needs from us, God. Help us to just be content. We're having food in our stomach. Clothes on our backs, God. When did it become much more than that? And where in the long history did it become much more than that? When did the prosperity gospel enter into the church when here it clearly says be content? Why do we want so much, God? We pray for that revelation this week. We pray to be conscious in, the mo- in those moments when our spirit shifts from excitement to being downtrodden, God. Let it be moved. The triggers in our lives, God, that can one moment make us celebrate you, and the next, God, is almost as if we can't pray, can't call on you, can't submit. God, in Jesus' name, I pray success for people doesn't take them away from you, God, but let them give you glory. I pray that we don't come out of the world, but dig deeper into your word and go out in the world, God, as a representation of you. I pray that everything we do, we can say is dedicated to you. And God, if we can't give you glory in it, help us to come out of it. If you don't get any glory from it, God, we pray in the name of Jesus, you help us come out of it, God. If you don't get the glory from my continence, God, shape it, change it. If you don't get the glory from my mouth, change it, God. If my hands don't bring you glory, God, we cut it off. 
drop off the things, God, in our lives, God, that make our faith matters away. We fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight, God, and we're fighting it every day. Every day we're fighting this. God, we know that our faith is not on the table. Our faith is non-negotiable. So when we are in moments where our faith is being attacked, slaughtered, God, remind us, God, we need to move. We need to trust you. It's not your goal, God. Let's to fight that faith. We're going to fight it, God. We're going to fight it this week. We're going to fight it. We're going to fight it. We will be like a tree that's planted by the river. We'll grow in the season of drought. We trust you when it seems as if no reason. God, I'm praying for the one that feels like giving up. I'm praying for them this morning, God. Oh, God, I'm praying for the one that's frustrated, God. I'm praying for the one that don't understand, God. I'm praying for them that they might keep faith. That God, you're, you're God that knows and you are already there, God. It's not a surprise to you. Keep them, God, when no one's calling. Keep them when no one's checking. Keep them, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Let it be an instrument to draw them closer to you, Father God. Oh, take what you must take. Give what you must give, God. Let nothing kill our faith in you. Please. Please, God. everything but you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Come on, let's give God some praise. Amen. Amen. I hope this, I hope this stick with y'all all week. I had a moment last week, Candle. I literally caught it. God, let me see it. I woke up so happy. Praising God. I had the gospel music going. Something triggered. I didn't leave the house. I didn't talk to nobody. Something triggered internally in me to where I turned off the gospel and I went and watched TV. It made me want to get away from God. And God showed me what it is. My life ain't going how I thought. So it didn't make me want to invest no more in it. It made me want to move on. Made me want to go in a fairy tale land, imagination land, daydreaming about stuff that ain't coming. And God convicted me in that moment. What about my word just changed in the last five minutes? Why are you wishy-washy with me? How can you confess me? And yet now you deny me in your heart. The things we need to detach from. And in that moment, God exposed it. Detach yourself from it. And I got my joy back. The joy never left. My mind got distracted. I went down a journey, a pity party journey. Can't focus on both. Can't focus on your misery and God's blessing. You can't do both. And when your problems are so rampant in your mind, your focus is off. Your mind has not stayed on him. I hope that stick with you. Uh, we still alive? Good, good. <laughs> Before we go, I got good news, y'all. We're starting uh, our small groups the first week of April. 
jacked. Get jacked. We're starting small groups the first week of April. <laughs> That's my brother. He let me mess with him. I got some instructions for you guys. There's going to be a sign-up list. When you sign up and if you want to be one of us in the back where, where Sister Paige is, if you want to sign up for a small group, make sure you do that today. You will get an email tomorrow with instructions that are coming, okay? We want to make sure we got our numbers on point. Um, the first week of April, we will run our small groups for six weeks. That will happen for six weeks. Bible study will we'll pick back up after those six weeks. So we're going to do a rotation, okay? Bible study six weeks, small group six weeks, all right? We want you to register. If you can host but don't want to leave the group, make sure you put that down next to your name. If you got the space to house people, we're going to make sure we keep the group small enough to be safe. Um, but we have to have small groups according to the Word of God. That connection that we need, the breaking of the bread, the fellowship, the praying um, happens in community. I would rather you guys invite people to small groups rather than church. That's going to be the heartbeat of our ministry, us connecting outside of these walls, okay? It's going to be the relationships that keeps us. It's the relationships that create accountability, that creates the prayer, right? You don't know me because you don't spend time with me. So we want to create opportunity for all of you to know those people that God has placed to answer to. The answer of your prayers is in one of, one of these folks. My cousin Cliff helped me in one of my difficult times of my life. Amen. There was an answer in him. Many other brothers, there was an answer in them. And we got to create opportunities to connect. So, April, we begin small groups for six weeks. We want everybody to sign up. If you want to teach, please put that by your name. We will have instructions for you as well moving forward. All right? Is that clear? So those of you that are online, you can either go to our website and sign up, or you can just inbox us right now that you want to be a part of a small group. We will contact all of you by tomorrow to give you further instructions. All right? So for the next four weeks, or yeah, however many weeks we left in March, three weeks, we're going to be having that sign up, okay? Love you guys. Amen.